guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So we are week two of the Psalms. And I don't know about you guys, but as I'm going through the Psalms, I cannot stop marking them. Like I keep going through them like, ooh, that's a cool phrase. That's, wow, that's awesome. And I keep finding more and more Psalms. I think it's because they are so applicable and they're so easy to understand. And again, I, I referenced this last week. It is just like the hymn book. It is like, this is old Israel's hymn book. They would use them in the temple often. These were things that they had memorized. I don't think a lot of people knew how to read back then. And so they had these to memorize. And so these were things that were just constantly on their minds and they're so wonderful. So I hope you've enjoyed this last week and we're going to do our best this week to help you continue to enjoy uh, the Psalms because there's some great messages this week, just little brief messages. And just like I said last week, I guarantee you, if there's one thing we can guarantee you about the Psalms, we will forget ones that are awesome because there's so many things to talk about. So I would invite you to continue to just study them out on a daily basis and you're going to see some wonderful things happen. Like today, we're going to hit Psalm number 51. So to reference Psalm 51, you've got King David. Now let me remind you that David David's known for so many different things. He is known right now really as the best king that Israel has had. Okay, And some of you might be, well, that's not saying much, but he is known as the best king. Uh, he was the one who killed Goliath. I mean, this is the same guy here. Uh, David is awesome. We also know that David made some tragic mistakes in his relationship with Bathsheba and then having Bathsheba's husband Uriah killed. And so with that context, let me take you to the come follow me for a second because there's a cool little statement here to start this off. It says, the pleas for mercy in Psalm 51 are attributed to King David, who was guilty of adultery and murder, which we talked about back in 2 Samuel 11. Even when our sins are less serious, we can relate to the need for mercy expressed in this psalm. I think that's why this psalm is so relevant because we, to some extent, can relate to David. We can also learn something about what it means to repent. For example, now this is what we're going to go through here. What words or phrases in Psalm 51 teach you about the attitude we need in order to repent? What do you learn about the effect the Savior's atonement can have in your life? So now as you go to Psalm 51, all you got to do is look right out the gate. Look at these first three verses. Have mercy on me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions. My sin is ever before me. As I'm reading these things, I can't help but feel for David. And I know what he did was wrong. I get that. But you and I do also dumb things. And so as I read these things, I can relate. So I can totally understand the heart of David when he says, like in verse 10, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. You know, you look at some of the words he uses here. Verse 12, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Verse 14, deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. And I love this phrase in verse 16. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. It's like David understands that, like, look, if I knew that just offering sacrifice would absolve me of sin, I would do it. 
Trust me on that. Verse 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. O God, thou wilt not despise. So as you read this psalm, you get a feel for David and for his heart and for his repentant feelings. A lot of times in scriptures, when you see people do bad stuff, you don't always see the repentant side of them. And here's David having that repentant heart. It does make me think of those in the Book of Mormon who, you know, who made those mistakes and wanted to change, like Alma the Younger, and you've got the anti-Nephi-Lehi's, and you've got so many others, Enos and others who are just very repentant, and you see some very similar, similar verbiage here. Well, one of the things it says in the Come Follow Me also, it says, you might ask the same questions as you read Psalms 85 and 86. So we're going to the end of where we're studying this week. You could also look for phrases that describe the Lord. How do these phrases strengthen your faith that he will forgive you? So I love the connection here from Psalm 51, but go now over to Psalm 86. And there's some wonderful phrases here. And again, this Psalm is very much related to Psalm 51. For example, verse number five, for thou Lord, art good and ready to forgive and plenteous in mercy unto all them that call upon me. I love that. Ready to forgive. Verse 8, among the gods there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto thy works. There is no one else can do what you can do. Verse 13, for great is thy mercy towards me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. I think there are times where we all can relate to that, where the Lord has delivered us from just the, the lowest and the deepest depths of our depressions and struggles. Verse 15, but thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering, plenteous in mercy and in truth. And I love just the end of verse 17, because thou, Lord, hast holpen me. Holpen is the past tense of help. So it's like he's helped me and comforted me. So as I'm reading through this, and I hope you're seeing this as well, the goodness of God, if you have a repentant heart, you know, I, all of us out there are sinners. You know, you can raise your hand if you're a sinner. That's every single one of us. But hopefully we are also repentant sinners. And as I read these Psalms and as I go through here, I feel for a little bit of the heart of David. Is David a sinner? Yes. I'm going to let God do all the judging on, on, on all that part right here. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to feel for David and I'm going to feel for his repentant heart and hope and trust and pray that the Lord will do the very same to me with my repentant heart and trust that he has delivered me from the lowest hell, that he's going to create a new spirit within me, a right spirit within me as I repent, which is why President Nelson in our last conference talked to us about the importance of daily repentance. So as I read this, that kind of gives me that same feeling of what you and I should do and how we should feel on a daily basis. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.